Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. I appreciate you stopping by for a short visit with me here today. Uh, look, we got uh, a really cool guest today. Um, you may know her as Professional Warrior on her various social handles. Uh, you've seen her tweets on Huffington Post. Uh, but while this interview is a lot of fun, we are not talking about a very fun topic. Uh, we talk about mental health and um, and specifically PTSD. Um, Rachel is a is an army vet, and she's very open with her diagnosis and how she has struggled. and um, And we have just the best chat. Um, I think you're going to find it really engaging and, and really entertaining, and you are going to fall in love with Rachel. And uh, so, so stay tuned for this. It's going to be a good one. And what do I ask in return for this incredible free service? Hit subscribe. That's all I ask. Hit subscribe. Whether you're watching this or listening to the audio version, uh, there's probably a subscribe or follow button. I greatly appreciate that. And tell a friend. That's a bonus. If you tell someone, that's a bonus. If you hit subscribe, I just... Man, because it makes a difference for me. It helps with the analytics and all that other crap, so uh, I greatly appreciate that. And let's listen to this amazing chat with Rachel. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. I am joined today with the lovely Rachel, a.k.a. at Pro Warrior. I've, I've been butchering it. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to be here. So when you and I were um, building out our, our, our connection, and I'm getting to know you a little bit through uh, DM, I asked you about yourself and you sent me, um, and I'm going to embarrass you a little bit, you sent me like a laundry list of a biography and it was amazing because I was like, holy crap, I'm tired reading this. You are right. a mother to three kids, 13, 10, and five. You have been married for 13 years. I'm going to say high school sweetheart, fair to say? Yes. Yeah. You're currently in IT systems and data. You're also mm -hmm. in school for cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. You are an army vet who talks openly about your mental health and PTSD Holy crap. Why are you doing talking to me and why aren't you having a nap? Uh, I thought I thought about taking a nap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I do a lot of things. Um, I do a lot of things. I also, you know, on top of the things that I'm kind of required to do or parts of the things that are part of my identity, like being a veteran and being a mother. Um, I have hobbies, too, which it sounds ridiculous because I don't have time for them. Um, I bake cakes. I decorate cakes. Saw the cake uh, recently, the sunflower cake, or it was it a sunflower yeah, cake? I posted it on Twitter. That was Beautiful. a sunflower cake. I actually that was the second cake that day that I did, and I also did twenty four cupcakes that day. Why? And, and I Who did needs... three homework assignments. Well, no, the, the homework assignments are for the kids. Um, uh, those are for me. Them? Me, my homework assignments. Was your cybersecurity assignments? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so cybersecurity, twenty four <laughs> cupcakes, and a cake. Now, why the cake? Why the cupcakes then? So, okay. Um, for years and years, it was a hobby of mine. And I just did it for my children. Um, mm -hmm. Then I would do it for like my friend's children. And I never charged them. It was just, this is my birthday gift to your kiddo. I'll provide the cake. You know, it, it always worked out really well. It gave me a chance to try new things. And um, 
recently my 10 year old daughter started doing competitive gymnastics and it's very expensive. Um, it <laughs> is kids hobbies are, it's just, they, they know they got you, right? Cause it's for your kids. You'll do anything for your kids. So they're going to charge you a yeah. bajillion dollars to do anything. Right. So like every other day I'm getting an email. Oh, by the way, this is coming up and all the gymnasts are going to wear this new scrunchie. Or, you know, it's always, it's like little fiddly <laughs> things, right? But they build up, you know, it's so many little things. It's a hundred dollar just... scrunchie. Right. <laughs> Goodness. So I started uh, baking more to help offset the cost of her gymnastics stuff. Um, and so typically I only do that on the weekends. Uh, but here recently I've been doing it midweek. I'll have like an order of something and then I'll have another order on the weekend. Okay. Um, so you've got a, why now? Why? Okay. So it's a side hustle. It's essentially, it's a side hustle. It's a little, bring in a little extra coin, which is fine. Right. I get it. Mm-hmm. Three kids. You got a lot of shit on your plate. Um, you, got a lot of shit. <laughs> you got a lot, a lot of shit on your plate. Um, <laughs> when, when do you prioritize like you time? When do, when does Rachel get some Rachel time mm. or is that Rachel time? Like, I put on my headphones, I disappear while baking. Baking is definitely me time. That is my happy place. If I'm having, I'm a stress baker too. So like if I'm having a stressful day, I will be screwing up my kitchen, right? Like I'm going to be in there making a mess, baking all the things. Um, And what's funny, I can't eat gluten. So I don't eat any of it. Um, (laughs) You're like those people on MasterChef who are vegetarians and they, they, they can't eat what they're making. Oh yeah. I, I don't need any of it. I make things for other people. I, I have no desire to eat things. I want to make the things that my, the process is what makes me happy. Um, so I like doing that. And then also like, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of downtime for me, but it's kind of manufactured that way. I don't, I, I tend to struggle a lot with my anxiety. So the busier I am, the less time I have for like invasive thoughts, you know, things that I can't really um, fight off as well. If I'm not busy, when my mind is occupied and I'm busy, I don't have to deal with a lot of that. And avoiding is a very good coping mechanism. (laughs) I'm sure your therapist would love to hear that. I just avoid it. (laughs) She would not be happy with me. (laughs) Okay. So let's go down that road a little bit. Cause um, right. you're very open with your mental health, um, yes. struggles yes. you've in the past week, you posted a picture with a really sweet kind of caption about, mm-hmm. um, your, your struggle and the two pills you take, I think they're daily. Yep. Um, and, uh, and in our chat, um, you said, look, all of these hobbies are by design because it helps me with my anxiety as well as my PTSD. It kind of helps keep me, me settled. So, yes. um, tell me a little bit about that have you had kind of anxiety did you have anxiety before your service or is it uh, as a result of uh, your service that kind of triggered it or amplified it um it's pretty explicitly tied to my service um I you know when I was younger when I was a kid because I enlisted when I was 17 so I was really young um and when I was a kid I had like nervous tendencies you know the upset stomach when I would get nervous about a school play or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I want to say I always kind of tended to be a little nervous, but it went to full blown anxiety and PTSD after my service. Um, 
And, you know, I, I talked to my therapist about this a lot because the amount of busyness that I put into my life is not really sustainable. Um, cause I do get tired. I get burnt out. I mean, every, everybody does. Yeah. So I'm working a lot with my therapist on what to, you know, in those quiet moments, how to handle anything that comes up, what to do with it, how to create better habits and coping mechanisms, um, you know, healthier ones, um, instead of just filling every single possible moment of my time. Okay. And the, the, what have you tried? So right now I'm still kind of in the, uh, what we do is called cognitive processing therapy. I do the same thing. Oh, do you? I do. Yeah. Very cool. I think mine's cognitive behavioral, but it's similar premise. Yeah. So it's retraining your brain. Exactly. Um, So right now what I'm working on are stuck points and you, you may or may not be familiar with those, but they're beliefs that you have that are very black and white. Um, So you write them out. And you really analyze those and kind of logically just break them down piece by piece. And then um, you just kind of keep doing that with your stuck points as they come up. And the goal is eventually you can do that without having to like write it out. You, your brain will just kind of go there. You'll, you'll feel the thing or you'll think the thing and your brain will automatically go, okay, but this is not, this is not right. This is not a true concern or, you know, whatever. It's awesome that you're saying that it's, I I can relate to this so much because that's my therapist has been saying very much the same thing. You're kind of challenging a a thought that you've held onto your whole life. Yeah. They're like, well, of course it's true. You've never tried to prove it wrong. (laughs) Yes. And you're like, Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Okay. I got to try to, I got to try and challenge some Uh, of these, um, these thought processes. And it's hard when yeah. you're trying to look at yourself in the mirror. Um, at least I'm, I find it challenging because here you are living and all of a sudden something comes up and you start to feel it in your chest or your, your ears mm-hmm. or your head or your leg twitches. And you're like, oh, cool. I'm going into a panic attack. This is awesome. Yeah. And then you're like, but my therapist says I need to be aware of what's going on. So you're like, hang on, everyone freeze. I have to write down my <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah. So I had, I I did that at work. Um, it's been a few weeks now, but I had my, I brought my book to work with me and I had it on my desk and I'm like working on something. I don't, I don't even remember what was going on, but something happened and something I was like, okay, I'm I'm very uncomfortable right now. I'm, you know, what the fuck? Um, (laughs) so I start to like write it down and and then I was like, this is just awkward. Like, this is just really awkward. Like, I'm proud of you for having the book on your desk, though, because my fear would be someone come by and be like, what are you working on? I'm like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. bother me. Yep. You know, I had an app on my phone for a little bit that the VA has, and I didn't like that because it looked like I was working on my, like I was just playing on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like that as much at work. Um, I, I truly get nervous about having my book anywhere because I'm afraid somebody's going to just pick it up and not knowing what it is like, Oh, what's this? And, and start to read it. And be like, it's my book of crazy. Put that down. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> no, it's not for you. <laughs> there is, cause there is still a stigma. There is, there absolutely is. Um, yes. And, and, you know, I have been uh, in my professional career, I've been very selective as to which of my superiors um, and colleagues 
I mean, if they listen to this, they obviously know more, but I don't exactly advertise this at work, but I've been very selective with my superiors to say, look, just a heads up. I struggle a little bit with social situations. Mm -hmm. I can, I, you know, I may seem outgoing, but I'm really freaking out um, because that yes. stigma is still exists. So um, these conversations and God help me. I love hearing my therapist being said an open discussion because mm -hmm so many of us are in therapy <laughs> yeah like I just I got to the point like why are we trying to hide that why are we hiding that that we need some help with handling something I I think it would be wonderful if everybody went to, to therapy for the things that were difficult for them to process I think we'd all be a lot better off yeah and, and, you know. think, and, and it would become a more relatable experience it would yeah, but there's also, I'm sure you feel this too, there's a difference between being able to say like my therapist or talking about being in therapy and people knowing the extent to which you're going to therapy, I guess. Does that make sense? Yep. And, I don't and, know. And I that, think it is also hard to, where do you draw the line, right? Because it is, it is your, right. your, you're in therapy for a very personal reason. You're trying to deal with some personal right. shit. Um, yeah. And it's one thing for us to joke about it, but it's like, if someone else says they're in therapy, I don't know to what extent they're suffering. Yep. Right. I, I'm not sure how far gone they are. Right. Or what if, you know, my, one of my big fears is I mentioned PTSD or I mentioned therapy and somebody is like, well, why? I, I would not know what to do. You know, yeah. I wouldn't know what to do in that situation. Why do you have PTSD? Oh, good God. You know, like, well, can I you would, imagine the PTSD itself? Um, because I think yeah. when most of us hear that phrase, we think of a very Hollywood reaction. Yes, I there's picture a you at night with a bottle of whiskey, sweating bullets, having nightmares, and then lashing out and punching your husband. Is right. that is that is that PTSD? Did I nail it? That's exactly what my okay. life is on the daily. <laughs> that's what i think i think people have a hollywood image of ptsd you. you didn't even say i suffer from it people are probably like right. i don't know what that means what does that mean no, to you they don't and they there's also that point of view that you are this hardened male and you <laughs> yeah. are i mean because you know you were a sniper weren't you yes you're i was a sniper <laughs> and the trauma of it all has weighed on me so heavily your partner um, died in your arms that's what yes. happened Yes. And I relive that every day. Um, but you know, but that's what people think is like that. I'm just sitting here hallucinating all the time. Yeah, Something sure. has triggered me and I'm hallucinating. I don't ever hallucinate. Okay. I, I, do not, <laughs> I, I get asked that by uh, the VA. They do like these check-in things and they're like, so are you hallucinating? No, I'm, I'm still not hallucinating. Still um, not. <laughs> still not. <laughs> Hasn't changed. Um, Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, they don't like. I'll humor, let you know when it happens. The VA does not appreciate my sarcasm and my humor about uh, my mental. Holy cow, um, they I... they don't know what to do with it. It's really fun for me. Um, it's probably the best part of of being a part of like the <laughs> VA mental health system is getting to throw them off with my humor. But anyway, <laughs> so for me, I do have the traditional like nightmares, you know. People with PTSD tend to have nightmares. I do. Um, and they're not always specifically about an event. Sometimes they're kind of vaguely related. Um, so I do have that. And that's 
probably six, five to six nights a week. So I don't sleep really? super well. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, but I did do. Uh, oh, man, it's called something specific and I keep calling it nightmare therapy, but it like it has a name of some sort, like positive imagery therapy or something. My phone rang. Sorry. It's OK. Uh, under my dog so he jumped up that's adorable (laughs) yeah um so uh what they do is you basically rewrite your nightmare so at the point that your nightmare gets disturbing you rewrite it um so you just create an alternate ending and you meditate on that for you know 10 minutes twice a day until that positive imagery shows up in your actual dreams um, and it worked, it actually works pretty well for me, but when I'm having a bad day or a hard time, it just doesn't always, you know, it kind of like reverts back and okay, well, that was a bad, that was a bad week or whatever. I need to start meditating again. Um, and you bake a cake. Or, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> or even there's a new dream that I need to rewrite. So I'm basically a movie writer. Um, but at, it's so I have that kind of traditional um, reaction, but the the thing that people don't understand is like I get I get triggered all the time. You know, I get triggered by things. Um, a lot of it for me is not having control over my environment, which as parents we know is virtually impossible. Um, there's not really a lot of control that we actually have. So, but that's a major trigger for me is feeling like I don't have control over my environment. So being out at a busy store is triggering or, you know, things like that. Um, Anywhere where I just feel like I don't have control over when I leave or where I'm going or all the variables around me. So like all the time, (laughs) Um, but unlike a lot of people, I still do all the things that I have to do. You know, I still, I'm anxious in the store, but I'm still in the store. And I'm going to check out and I'm going to leave with my things because I'm not fucking coming back, you know? uh, So I, there are a lot of things too, that I didn't necessarily realize were because of my PTSD. I thought I just have horrible anxiety, (laughs) (laughs) which I do, but it's anxiety in response to a triggering event. Even if you don't know what triggered you. Right. Right. So I, 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 first off, um, I'm incredibly proud of kind of everything you just said, like, wow, holy, you know, we were just joking our asses off a second ago and like, but then like you, you're very eloquent in the way you describe it. And I think a lot of people, um, like, I, I think a lot of people will be able to relate and are going to find this very fascinating. Um, I, I, I can't help but think as well, uh, that COVID gave you an opportunity to become even more sheltered because for someone mm-hmm. like myself, I suffer from uh, social anxiety and I thought, oh, this is great. I don't have to do or see anyone. Yeah. I have an excuse built in to ignore all of my little conditions and just stay in my office. Um, and I can stay home. Yeah. yeah. But you said yeah. you're still going out. You're still you're still facing those fears. Mm-hmm. Are you fearful that if you stop, it'll be like riding a bike and you'll kind of have to relearn eventually or? I do. And that's that's another reason that I kind of load myself up with things because I am nervous that if I stop doing all the things that I do, that I won't be able to start again because it's not easy every day. It's, it's just not. And if I can continue to convince myself to do the things 
then I'm good. Um, and I'm always concerned that I'm not like, I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to be able to convince myself to do all the things I have to do, you know? And that's where a lot of the stuff that I do, I'm accountable to somebody, you know, I go to work, cake is in order for somebody else. Right. Like, so there are things where I'm accountable to someone else, even my grades, um, the VA pays for my school. So I have to report my grades back to my caseworker with the VA. So even that, you know, I've got an accountability partner, more or less somebody that I'm reporting to. It keeps me on top of all things. It's not just, I can let just this me. slide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause if it were just me, I'd be like, and bed <laughs> under the covers. Right. Like, man, this is cozy. Woe is me. Woe is me. Woe is exactly. me. Yes, exactly. I am safe here and I'm sad. <laughs> and I'm sad. <laughs> um, look, I, I, we only got like five minutes left, uh, but I, I, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask another quick question here. It might be a long question. Who the hell knows? Um, you have three kids. Um, how has this impacted them? Do they know? Uh, to an extent, yes. Okay. Like so, the thirteen-year-olds. I mean, that's there must be right. aware. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there was a there was a time when I was pretty severely depressed and doing things was harder, um, and I was not as good at hiding it. Um, and we had a lot of like movie days in my bedroom because that's just where I felt like I needed to be. Um, and so you know, as much as I would love to tell you like, oh, this is totally hidden. I'm, I'm realistic. That's not possible. Um, so they know I have anxiety. Um, we've talked about that. They know that I have panic attacks. Um, we haven't really been in a lot of situations where I was with them and I had a panic attack because they are like a focal point for me. You know, when I'm out somewhere, I can kind of like hone in on them what they're doing, talking to them. Um, it helps me a little bit. It's gives stressful. You a purpose. It gives me a purpose. I've said to um, my, I said to my therapist recently, I become the, like the doting father because it right. gives me something to do. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's your focus. You're kind of honed in on that. And as long as you have that to focus on, you're okay. Um, I struggle a lot more going out by myself. So a lot of times we'll be like, Hey, which one of you wants to come with me? You know? <laughs> So, um, I would not you know, be they, saying that to my kids, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, sometimes I very much regret it. <laughs> it's, it's a short lived optimism. Like, we, it's we good until car. you get them buckled. Then you're like, ah, I made a mistake. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We get to the car and errors have been made. Like it's not, not great. Um, so the older two, they're 10 and 13. So they are, they know the younger one, not so much. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure she knows a little bit just because we will be like, okay, we're having a movie day. We're, we're going to hang out, you know, we're just going to hang out in here and have a movie day and we're going to eat easy food and just not do a whole lot. You Nothing know, wrong with that. And no, they take that, that. they take that as one-on-one time. I'm sure. Oh like yeah. I got no to doubt. cuddle with mom all day. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. Rachel pro warrior warrior. Yes. Warrior and warrior. I know, but but I'm oh, trying to get oh make my. sure that people find you. Pro warrior. <laughs> yes. Could you have picked a harder handle for me to say? I could. Like, Don't challenge me, sir. <laughs> it's it's a mouthful. I like. I love it. it. Yeah. I love it because it's like 
it's hilarious uh but it's a mouthful so anyways you're rachel you're at pro warrior on facebook instagram twitter are you on the tiktok I am. Yes. I don't do much. I don't do a I don't whole know lot. If I follow you on TikTok. I got to follow you on TikTok if I don't already. Um, yes. y- you have been a pleasure. Um, and I want to also, and I, I should have said this off the top, but thank you so much for your service. Um, I, you know, yes, I'm Canadian, but uh, our armed forces uh, have done a hell of a lot to protect um, our, our, our countries. And um, they continue to do uh, just, you know, I'm not religious, but they do God's work. Because right. they're out there fighting uh, for freedom and uh, right. and not like anti-vaxxers are fighting for, for freedom. Like they're really fighting for freedom. They're actually <laughs> doing stuff. Right. Yes. Thank they're you. They're not holding a sign outside of a oh. hospital <laughs> cussing out a nurse. Uh, right. They're oh doing real God. good work. So uh, exactly. thank you so much for your service. Sincerely. Um, you. We'll do this again. I, I hope. I hope you'll come yeah. back. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. That's it. That's the show. Did I lie? Did I lie to you? I didn't lie to you. Um, when we finally got to the PTSD, uh, holy crap, was that fun and heart-wrenching and uh, all kinds of stuff. I'm looking forward to having her back on, and we'll talk about something else, or we may delve further into it. Who the hell knows? Um I suspect our conversation will continue to flow as nicely as that one did. So thank you to her. Thank you for her service. And uh, look forward to having her on again in the future. I will want to throw a tease out here. I'm not one for teases. Um, But I have got a round table coming up as a year-end special. Because we're getting near the end of the year. I'm going to take a little break to spend some time with the family and not worry about this. Um... But we'll be back in January. But uh, I've got a roundtable coming up with three people who have been on the show in the past. And are regularly featured on Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, uh, Today's Parent, all that kind of crap. Uh, So it's going to be the most fun. I haven't done a roundtable. I'm really looking forward to it. I want to thank DeanBlundell.com for helping me get this friggin' show off the ground. Um... A lot of encouragement, a lot of inspiration, a lot of knowledge sharing, um, and they helped get me my first and currently only sponsor, Blue Microphones. This awesome mic, this lovely headset, all courtesy of Blue Microphones, powered by Blue. We'll talk next week, and uh, here's my son. Thanks for listening. Damn. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. 
a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.